The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Vileen Shah, your facilitator for Isle of Rail. Welcoming you on the 15th of February, 2024. This event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind and supported by the American Council of the Blind. The third Thursday of every month, as you know, is our poll star day. That means we have one of our participants sharing his or her experience with using and learning Braille. And we call it a poll star day because his or her experience with learning Braille becomes a guide star for many learners. And also I believe those who already know Braille can also learn something from someone else's experience. So it is worth sharing, worth listening, and I'm glad so many people have joined today. We are expecting more people. So today's poll star is Jodi Ayanasi. Jodi did share her experience with learning and using Braille sometime back, but as I understand, the participants attending today are not all same. So probably for 20 or 25% of you, this might be a repetition. But at the same time, I guess we do not remember all what Jody had said at that time. So it doesn't hurt listening to her again and reviewing her experience and comparing it with ours. So here is Jody Ayanazi. Jody, you are a poll star today. So go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Valene. Hello, everybody. It's really great to be talking with all of you today. This isn't just my personal experience, but in a way, it's kind of a history lesson on the way Braille instruction used to be in the past. But um, to start with, I was born in 1953, and I was three months premature. So as many of you uh, already, you know, many of you also have retinopathy of prematurity. And uh, I have no vision in my left eye. And when I was growing up, I had, uh, I was legally blind in my right eye. And having been born in the 50s, I went to school in the 60s. And it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, if you went to school in the 60s, you were considered kind of the lost generation. Because if I had been uh, born sooner, you know, well, sooner, I was already three months early but if i'd been born a couple of years earlier i just automatically would have gone to the school for the blind and then if i'd been born in the in the 60s and gone to school in the 70s then idea and the um uh you know adaptations for disabled students were in place in the public schools so i would have had an iep and i would have had uh you know uh personal individual and uh, instruction but because I went to school in the 60s, the attitude was, you know, uh, you either get by or you get out. 
And I did have a t-shirt for the visually impaired, but being a baby boomer, and there were a lot of us, the totally blind students seemed to get the majority of the attention from the TVI. And if the low vision kids could get by, then then that was expected, you know. So I went I went all through public school and I uh, had to hold the book right up to my nose in order to read. And I read very slowly and I didn't realize how slowly I read until my children were growing up and they started passing my reading speed when they were in the second grade. So, you know, I never really appreciated the fact that I was not only at a disadvantage because I had to get so close, but that I, it took me so much longer to read the print. So I went off to college and I wasn't able to keep up with the work. So I never completed college, which is something that I've always regretted. Um, I, I did get by reading print by getting close, but my vision has decreased now, uh, you know, later in life to the point where I just have light perception. And I had learned uh, the basic Braille alphabet years and years ago, but I hadn't really pursued it because I was still, you know, able to read print. And then I got into the point where I was writing with a magic marker and I was making, in, uh, you know, notes, letters six inches high. And I, I thought, well, this is an efficient, really waste of time and, and kind of stupid. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll learn Braille. And my first attempts was to get um, a McDuffie reader and try to study on my own. But it's very easy when you're studying on your own to procrastinate and put things off. So I really didn't go at the pace I wanted to. And that's when I, about uh, 2017, I did apply uh, and, and did take the, the course in Braille uh, from Hadley. And I, um, you know, I had a deadline to meet and I had an instructor to, you know, be accountable to. And so I, I did it. I finished the course and I now have the certificate hanging on the wall of my living room because I feel like I made up for all those years when I was growing up that I should have learned Braille. And, uh, and um, I, I, I accomplished something that kind of made made up for and, and kind of, um, you know, having felt like, a, uh, like I hadn't completed something, I felt like I had completed a, a major accomplishment. And it took a while because, you know, the, the contractions take a while to learn, but I wasn't in a hurry and I enjoyed every step along the way. And I absolutely love Braille today. Um, it's a shame looking back that there was an attitude in school that if a student could read print, that was wonderful. And if they had to learn Braille, then, oh, you know, that was kind of uh, considered to be not as, not as good as reading print. So I think a lot of public attitude has changed. I think a lot of instructional attitude has changed, but especially the fact that now all low vision students are offered the opportunity to learn Braille. I know in the state of New Hampshire, we have a Braille bill where uh, Braille has to be offered um, to low vision students. And the, the, the decision can't be made by, you know, a third party of, well, you don't need it or, you don't, you know, you, 
it, it's it's something now that's available and and I think that's really a, a wonderful change. So now that I now that I know Braille and and I I have a Perkins Brailler sitting on my kitchen table, which is available all the time for taking quick notes and writing down phone numbers and and quick information like that. And I also uh, have converted all of my recipes to Braille. I just did one the other day for Irish bomb bread. So um, I, I enjoy the fact that I can still do so many things that I couldn't do uh, in print and I couldn't do when, when I was no longer able to read print. So I kind of just blended right from uh, being able to read the print to being able to read Braille. And I never had a time in my life where I wasn't literate because not being able to uh, write and and take notes and write things down when you need them. I mean, our technology is great, but nothing will ever replace the joy and the uh, feeling of accomplishment when you can actually write yourself using Braille. And, um, you know, my speed isn't as quick, as fast as it would be if I'd learned it when I was a child, something that I... I do regret. Um, I wish that I had had that uh, ability when I was a kid to have learned Braille, but I didn't. And I, I was 65 when I learned it, and I'm glad I did rather late than never. And um, I'm really happy about it. I love Braille, and I love encouraging other people that you're never too old. And uh, and, and it's an enjoyable process to to enjoy and and. You know, every every little step is a step in the right direction. So anyway, that's that's kind of my experience, and I'd be happy to answer any questions if anybody's got any. Tony, would you like to tell us a little more about how you're using Braille other than just recipes? Ah, of course, yes. Well, I, yeah. I, I have an e-reader that I got from the National Library Service, and... Mm -hmm. um, Actually, I had ordered it, and I was so anxious to get it that I I was out um, at the mailbox every day when I heard the mail truck come. And I said, did my box come yet? Did my box come yet? And then um, the mailman knew that I was waiting for it, so he was very enthusiastic when it when it did finally come. So I have the e-reader, which I really, really like, um, able to access the Bard books, uh, you know, in Braille. And th that's that's really enjoyable. I, lo I love the Braille display, and I love the um, one line at a time. That's that's really great. I've also uh, got cookbooks that I've gotten. Um, also, when you're reading Braille, at first, you know, at, at first when you're reading, it's 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 the, the job of reading, and so you, you start to read a word, and you're reading slow enough that by the time you get to the end of the word, you can't remember what the beginning of the word is, but then at, over time, you you pick up speed. And then um, I really encourage everybody to get a book that you really enjoy reading. And as everybody knows, I'm a big Star Trek fan. So the very first book that I ever got in Braille was a Star Trek book. And I remember the, the moment when I was reading and I realized I wasn't reading just to get through the reading process, but I was reading to find out what was going to happen next in the book. And that was kind of like a breakthrough moment. So. You know, Braille is so wonderful now, especially with the Braille on Demand program, uh, where you can get five books a month uh, to add to your own personal collection. 
that's available. And then with the with the uh, e-reader, you know, Braille has expanded so much that that uh, that's really a, a really positive thing. So reading and magazines are also a, a good start because the articles are shorter. And if you're feeling challenged, then reading a shorter article uh, is, is easier than, than reading a big novel. So, um, yeah, I use Braille for everything now. Okay, terrific. So that's good to know that you use Braille for multiple purposes. And uh, uh, by the way, Jordi has promised me that she would invite me for a dinner when she cooks a dish using a Braille recipe. That yes. would be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you, you live in New Hampshire. A, a, virtu right? a virtual meal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I love, I love Indian food. Maybe I can get some Indian recipes. That would be good. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, please raise your hand for Jory and have your comments, observations, questions. Right. Um, so I don't have, do have to know. We do have yeah. to end so far. Um, first up is Rick, followed by Linda. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate your mm -hmm. candor. It doesn't just fly in. Not, not everybody can just fly through it and just, oh, just... Uh, yeah, I'll pick this up. Hey, I'm an expert. Yeah, it doesn't work that way for all of us. Um, Hi, Rick. <laughs> um, including me. Um, I was a 1950, well, I was a 1952 vintage, so my, I was glaucoma, okay, same kind of scenario. And mm -hmm. I went through resource room and all that jazz. Um, one, one thing is for education back then is there was only so much available in Braille, but... I was probably the only kid in the school jumping up and down for joy because I had a math book. Because uh, <laughs> in seventh, see, eighth grade, I had algebra introduction and ninth grade, geometry, both without a book. Wow. I mean, well, oh sure, God. I had the print book, but I couldn't wow. read it. Yeah. And uh, tenth grade, in advanced algebra, I actually had a Braille book. Oh my God, that was wonderful. <laughs> did you did you learn Nemeth then at the same time? I'm sorry, did I learn what? Uh -uh. The Nemeth. Oh no, no I, I already knew Nemeth. You are. Oh okay. Yeah, uh, they of course have changed Nemeth notation quite a bit since then. Yeah. Uh, for instance, the parentheses used to be O W sign and O, and then later they became of and with, and now of course we have U E B, which is entirely different. But yeah, yeah uh, it was wonderful. And, and uh, I had a, when I took chemistry then, again, I had a book in Braille. Oh, so great to be able to, to follow the, the way it was supposed to be. Uh, there, there was in, in one of my literature classes, there was, um, uh, I got the book in Braille, and I said, oh, of course it was 10 volumes, but, or was it 13? But the problem was the class had the Olympic version and I had the laureate version. And about half of the material was the same, and they were scattered in all different places. So when one book had it on, like, page 155, or just to pull a number out of the air, uh, the other one, it might be on page 20, or it might be on page 320. So I never knew which volume to take. 
So when the teacher would generously say, you have the the second half of the class to get your homework done. uh, Duh. Exactly, and what they, and then they change the, the the only difference between one edition and another is that they rearrange the chapters, and so you don't know, you know, what that's where you're right. supposed to be, and that's that is so frustrating. And I, I have some of my books on tape too, but of course I couldn't lug the tape recorder, that big old TC one hundred five Sony open reel. I couldn't lug that to class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was rough those days. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had reel-to-reel tapes, and um, you know they hadn't invented cassettes yet, even. And oh, by the way, for everybody, and even when they did, a lot of them were worthless. Uh, I had some cassettes for taking notes in class, and if you were lucky, you played through once before the machine ate it. Yeah, there's that. So for the new people, the Nemeth code was a code for writing uh, mathematics, mathematical code. Uh, developed by a, a blind mathematician named uh, Abraham uh, Nemeth. Nemeth, and so, yeah. and so, but that's not being used now with UEB. UEB uh, has, uh, for literary uh, purposes, the new UEB symbology is fine. Uh, I yeah. find it very awkward if you're going to try to do math in Braille. I, I still like Nemeth for for math, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's. Uh, like uh, many people in the United States, and therefore they have not adopted UEB math, they are still using Nimitz code. Uh, by the way, I think in early, in early days, uh, I'm not sure, but I think in early days, the Braille books did not have print page numbers. Am I right? Big numbers? You no. get the How do you mean? Print page. Print, you know, nowadays, uh, any Braille textbook shows what print page number is on the top right. Really? And, uh, really? No, right, we didn't have showed... that. Oh, you don't know? I'm sure you didn't have that. Oh, it had the page and number. The they, right... they had big numbers. They had the page numbers, yes. Yes, yes, sorry. Yeah, okay. So when the teacher comes to class and tells people, open page number 21, a Braille reader must Yeah, if you got the know... right volume, that's fine. Yeah, yes. So the upper right uh, shows the print page number, and that's what yes. you or she should open the book and go to that. Yeah, you know? yeah I misunderstood. So I think, yeah, it had the print uh, page number, it, I think. You did have when you got your Braille books in school. I think it did. I know they do now, but I, I think they did. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. And of course okay. now, okay, and well, now when yeah. the, the Braille... Thanks. When the book when a book is uploaded to uh, Bookshare, and a student has yeah. a, a Braille display, they've got instant access to the books instead of having to wait months and months for the book to be Brailled for them and then arrive at the school and you know and all that. So that's one wonderful yeah. thing. The Braille Braille is blossoming now. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it Braille is. is outdated, and no, 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 Braille is Braille is blossoming right now, and it's really it's blossoming. Because of electronic technology helping yes. to promote Braille. And it's been really very helpful. It's been more helpful to read on a display than on a hard copy Braille book. Many people have experienced that. Well, not only that, but just the, just, the, uh, yeah. just the amount of bulk. I mean, you know, you carry around a small note taker and you can have lots and lots of books in there where... You know, if you want the equivalent, you've got to carry around all these, you know, volumes and 
um, you know, like you, like uh, Rick said, you know, you might have 13 volumes for one book and you've got to have the right volume with you, you yes. know, and, and so that that's mm -hmm. a major change too. Plus, you don't have to carry around, you know, the heavy uh, Perkins Brailler and your volumes and all that. You can just carry your note taker with you. Perfect. Okay. okay. Who is the next okay. person? Next up, we have Linda, followed by Kathy. Hello, Linda. Hey, oh, Joe. Um, I'm, I was born in the 1940s, so I would have fallen into that category of being taught Braille and everything, but my parents chose not to. So anytime I hear somebody give a history lesson of what was going on at that particular time, I'm always very, very interested in it because I've, I've never figured out why I had absolutely no help at all. So thank you for that. You didn't even have a teacher visually impaired for other things? No, nothing. Oh, I was wow. expected to perform as a fully sighted kid and I get by or get out. Yeah. Yep. A lot of pain because well, of think, that. I think the thing is, yeah, I think the thing is that the teachers for the visually impaired, yeah, like my, I had one, but all she did was you know, when I fell behind, which was all the time, she'd help me to catch up. But she yeah. didn't teach me the skills that I needed to, to succeed. Exactly. And and you know there there was also a uh, you know be, before the IEP um, and if a parent didn't want their their child to be stigmatized as blind then yeah. then they would say you know no I want you to function they, they were in denial of how yeah. little we could see and so they they didn't want us to learn braille they didn't want us to learn to use a white cane it was much better that we um, appear sighted which. You know, of course, it's a disaster. Yeah. And, and I think particularly, yeah, sorry, particularly those who had some vision, they yes. were in, encouraged to read print and uh, they were kind of supported for their denial to be blind. Yes, yeah. yes. And, you know, the mm -hmm. other thing, too, is mm -hmm. I developed glaucoma <clears throat> in my early teens. And so every time I would read, I would end up with a glaucoma attack. I didn't know it. I used to call them eye strain headaches. So I had glaucoma 12 years and it went undiagnosed, despite the fact I went to the eye doctor every year. But uh, I, so that, that took its toll, you know, because I was trying to force myself to do something that I really couldn't do. Yeah. You know, another, yes. um, another, uh, a accidental thing that accompanies being in denial when you're, if your kid is visually impaired or if you yourself are visually impaired, especially as a child, I missed out on learning an awful lot of social skills because I wasn't picking up on the visual clues that would have helped me. And yeah. that has been a piece of the puzzle that's taken a long time for me to get that one into place. So Anytime I hear people like you talking, it really, really helps me. We're Thank not alone. You. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> We're not alone. Thing, yeah. I really had a question I wanted to ask you about the, your use of Braille. Do you Braille stuff in the kitchen? Do you have your spices labeled in Braille? Yes. Yes. How do you, how do you, you know, because those, those things come and go, and they're tiny and well, and what so I, I I reuse the container and then I buy I buy the new spot. You know, I I well, what I used to do is I used to buy uh, a brand of spices that came in a big jar and I put the braille on the lid 
And then when I got a new container, I just take the lid off the old one and put it on the new one. But now I've got smaller containers and uh, I just reuse the container when they're empty and I just put, buy more and put the new spices in the old jars. Is that, that's messy. Sure. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it so is. You don't have to, <laughs> okay, just you don't have to <laughs> That's what funnels are for, yeah. <laughs> just, I was thinking about funnels. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. It's, it's definitely messy. <laughs> okay, good. So you, don't, you don't have to make labels uh, every time. You already no, have, don't labels have to make labels every time. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, getting getting back to not to defend uh, my parents or or the school system or anything, but, you know, I remember my mother talking about when I was four years old and, and, and I was looking out the window and she said, well, can you see that car? Because, you know, when you're a low vision child, you don't know what normal is, yeah. you know. And, and so my mother would say, well, can you see that car down there? And I'm like, yeah, I can see the car. It's a great big blob that moves down the road, you know. And, and she thought, oh, I can see the car. Because she was thinking of it from her point of view. So there was a major communications gap, I think. Where you know, by they didn't understand what I was seeing, I didn't understand what they were seeing, and we, you know, we were kind of talking apples and oranges there. So I think it's really difficult for parents of low vision kids to really understand what their kids can see, and it's a shame that the eye doctor never took the time to, you know, explain, you know, yeah, she can see the big E on the eye chart, but you know, to give her like the equivalent of a uh, simulator glasses, and they have simulator glasses now that, that simulate many uh, visual impairments, you know, macular degeneration and retinitis pigmentosa and just low vision that family members can can put on to see what low vision looks like, and I think that's a, a good thing, but there, there was a major communications gap, you know, so we were expected to see because they didn't really understand how little we did see. Right. That's a very good point. Yeah. Very good point. Well, well thank you, yeah. Jody. It really thank you, Linda. Okay. Okay, who is next? Next up, we have Kathy King, followed by Dawn. Okay, Kathy. Hi there. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Kathy. King. Yes. Um, so I, I wanted to, I had uh, two questions. One was just what Linda was asking about the spices. <laughs> We're all cooking, I guess. And so I wanted to drill down to specifics. Do you braille out the entire, like, oregano and yes. tape it yeah. to the side of the container? Well, I use I, I, I have an old box of Dymo tape that, uh, that really sticks because the new stuff doesn't stick. Uh, but you can use laminating plastic. You know, the... the, the you know the laminate that you use to put on uh, cards to keep them uh, from getting damaged. Oh, you, you okay. can buy clear laminating uh, sheets at the at the office supply store. So you could use that, or I've got a label maker and a braille label maker and and Dymo labels, and that's what I'm using. But yes, I do. Uh, let me tell you one thing, Jody. Uh, yes, Kathy King is new to learning braille. And she just completed our Braille 101. So ah, okay. she, she's she's not aware of several things that most blind people use for doing Braille or Braille labels. All right. Okay. But yeah, well, then, yeah so yes. Kathy, you can ask what you don't know, okay? Yeah. 
No, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with all the things that she just mentioned. So I've, I've okay. got okay. that. Okay. All right. I've just got to find a better solution than what I've been doing. So that gives what me some doing? I I've been sticking like the letter B on top on the top of the the cap for basil, but it's not enough, you know, and I I need to put the whole name along the side, I think, because I'm still guessing too much. You know, yeah, yeah. it could be basil or bay thing. leaves or, you know, whatever. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Well, I also do it on, I've got vitamins too in each each vitamin container, you know, mm -hmm. has the, the name of the vitamin on there too. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, as I use them up, I just replace the. Now, the, the other, the, the other question I had was, um, um, I'm reading children's books now um the east bay center for the blind curriculum really helped me to be able to start to read i'm 65 i just learned this year to be able to read braille um but i'm grade one and um yeah. i'm waiting for valise to release his valim to release the braille 102 curriculum yeah. so i can start learning contracted braille but it's with a little bit of fear and trepidation because I keep hearing how many contractions there are. No, 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 no. There are a lot. And it, and it took me about a year. I've heard mm -hmm. people do it in shorter time. But enjoy the process. Don't push it. Don't, you know, in, enjoy each lesson and doing each thing. Um, and th and that, that keeps it enjoyable, you know. There is a lot to learn, but it's, it's it one is. step at a time. You know, it's like climbing the stairs. You know, you can't just jump up 12 feet to the next level. You have to take one little step at a time. And that's what that's what you can do with the Braille and, and just enjoy the process. Because I'd love to be able to order a Star Trek book and read it because I'm a sci-fi person. <laughs> but, it, but it's going to be in contracted. Well, if you get the e-reader, you can actually set the e-reader up in uh in grade one and uncontracted braille it'll convert you, probably, any book yes you uh actually i'm not sure does i'm not sure but yeah. it, it um which one braille display yeah the well the the e-reader the e-reader i would e imagine yeah, there, there linda is can answer that, i think linda I do you know i would imagine uh, I'm pretty sure if it's, coded, if it's coded and contracted Braille, the e-reader cannot back right. go back. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. I I agree. I I would. I'm a techie, and from a tech perspective, yeah. I find that pretty hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. okay. I think what it does is when you flip it. Now, I haven't even used the e-reader yet. That's something I want to get into in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to order a cartridge to get started because people are telling me that's the easiest way. And um, uh, I think that when you put it into uncontracted, that makes the menus uncontracted for you, uh, um, okay. is, is my understanding. That's so, be, yeah, I, I, as far as I understand, correct, that's right. Okay, two things I would like to add here. Number one, uh, we are now in the real final stage of reviewing Braille 102 and hoping to get it started no later than in the first week of April. It may be earlier, but 
Well, Kathy, you waited a lot, so please wait another month and we should be able to give you the course. That is one thing. <coughs> Sorry. Second thing, uh, too many contractions is not a big issue. You know, as you will learn, you, you will enjoy and you will remember them so easily. Uh, I may tell you my own experience here that uh, my school wasn't teaching contracted Braille until certain, you know, until you are in grade six, grade seven, blah, blah, blah. And I happened to find one small booklet containing all contractions. I started memorizing them, reading and memorizing, which I did in two days. And on the third day, I was reading contracted Braille. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're so motivated, saying, you can definitely, yeah. Yes. It's not, I'm not bragging, but I was so fortunate and I was so motivated to learn uh, contracted Braille. And I got a chance. You know, nobody uh, taught me, but I just got a book of contractions and I memorized and I did help. So, what I'm trying to say is that maybe you're a little scared about the number of contractions, but maybe when you learn, you will find it a lot easier, a lot uh, quicker than what you are thinking. Yes. It's, it's kind of doable. And That's they, what I mean to and say. And they fit into different yes. categories too. You know, like you have one word, you have a word yeah. contraction, like one for the yeah. and and. and. Then you have other contractions for different things, and so you can keep them. You can keep them straight really easily, and and uh, you know just take your time. Thank you. Sure. And enjoy this. Enjoy the. Go go order a Star Trek book. You know, and just <laughs> read what you can out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Linda is a big big help in preparing Braille one of you. So okay, <laughs> okay yes. Um, next, up, next up, we have Dawn, followed by Sakshi. Uh huh. Dawn. Hey, hey, Hello, where are you? I'm Hi, Dawn. Here. Hey, Jody. Um, I got a couple things for a couple different people. So, Cassie, what I am going to suggest that you do is you could make a braille label. So. Let's take your basil, for example, and just put B-S-L or oregano, O-R-G-N-O, you know, or something, or O-R-G-N or something, so that way you kind of know what that stuff is, and you can, you know, you can have a better idea um, of what you've got. And second, so, you know, for you, Jody, and, Lin you know, for you, Jody, and yes, for you too, Linda, so... I was born in the 90s and I did not have a good school experience myself. We had to fight for everything that I basically oh, had. I, I know it has it's gotten a little easier but I know still unfortunately people are still no. struggling. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I for me when I hear about things like this and in case nobody else knows in this call, I'm a disability rights advocate. So I do a lot of different things with different um, advocacy organizations in my state. So, you know, just to see, just to hear your guys' hey. stories, it breaks my heart. And I just yeah. want to let you guys know, you guys aren't alone. 
there, you know, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter which system or which generation or whatever you're thinking is that you're born into or that you're going to school in, you know, I, I, there's people that say, I don't know how you fell through the cracks on this, that, and the other thing. And sometimes we don't understand it either. But what I like, Jody, is that you basically turned and basically said, you know what, system, I don't really give a crap. I'm just going to go and do what I have to do. And I'm just going to leave you in the dust. Bye. <laughs> well, that's what I've always thought everything. <laughs> but, you know, I think that... Um... I mean, I, I know a, a boy that went to school in the 80s and the, he went to kindergarten and they said, we don't want a kid like that in in the school and sent him off to the school oh. for the blind. You know, that was oh. in the 80s. But but again, the parents now what happened was the mother ended up becoming a TVI and brought him back into the school and she taught him. And then you know, going back to my generation, I know a woman who uh, was my age going to school in the 60s. And they didn't, ha she didn't have a TVI. She was totally blind. She didn't have a TVI. They didn't send her to the school for the blind. The, her mother just learned Braille one step ahead of her and then taught her, you know. So, yeah. and that's but, how it kind of was I mean, with my mom. Of stories of, yeah, there's all kinds of stories over the years of, yeah. of people that, yeah. you know. And that's but it's a shame that there has to be an adversarial situation with the school. It is. And then the other thing that I'm thinking about too is how much is like, how much knowledge did parents and teachers have back then of vision impairments? Not much because I mean, nowadays, if None. you would have told your mom, I can see this big blob of a car, I guarantee you that she probably would have just been like, oh crap, okay, that's not a blob, that's a car, and it's three feet. Well, from I the wouldn't house. have, no, because I didn't, I didn't describe it as a blob. I said, yeah, I can see the car, you know, but, but my car was yeah. a big blob. I, I didn't realize that because I didn't realize what normal vision was. Th that's why I'm yeah. saying there was a big communication gap. You know, I could see the car. There was a big knowledge you know? gap, I think, is what it was. I, the, yeah, I'm not saying there yeah. was communication, but it was definitely a knowledge gap. I think I can see where a knowledge gap is. Yeah, and or, unfortunately, or that is still here. I can see a Christmas tree. A Christmas tree is a triangle of lights. You know, um, yeah. could I see the tree? No, but you know, so there there was just a communication gap, and and again, there wasn't the information available. I mean, now we just take for granted yeah. the fact that if you have a blind child, you can learn so much on the internet. You know. And through other organizations, but she didn't have anybody. You know, they didn't. No. Parents didn't have anybody except the, the professionals. The Neither did teachers, I think. And just and yeah. nowadays, unfortunately, we still have that information gap in a lot of places. I think, and, you know, because why we have it and how we can fix it, I have no idea. But. I it's like I just want to say I, I I applaud you Jody keep up what you're doing you are you are an inspiration to a lot of people I hear you a lot on these calls and you're talking about your story and you're talking about your stuff so this is what I'm gonna say please just keep oh thank keep you going, keep thank going you. girl <laughs> okay okay next up, great thank you yes welcome next up we have please, Sakshi. Yes, um, uh, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, this name is to be pronounced 
Sakshi, you know? Yes. Okay. Sakshi, you are doing it first time. Day. Yes, yeah. it's my first time here. Uh, Hello. Okay. How are you? And, and I hope everyone's doing great. Welcome. Well, uh, tell us Welcome. first, where yes. are you? What, what town you are in? Sure. I'm in Florida and uh, I am mm -hmm. fairly new to ACB. Also, I moved here only a couple of years ago. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, fairly <laughs> new to a lot of things. Uh, about uh, okay. this topic. So, I, yes. I, I guess I'll have to share some context. So, I don't read Braille at all. Um, I have mm -hmm. no idea how it's read. And um, mm -hmm. I, so I was also... Um, I started losing my sight at 19. So it was later in my life. I don't like a little later in my life, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, it was only, I think, 12, 13 years ago. So the technology mm -hmm. was already like technology was much more out there. So my current dilemma as of now uh, what happened? So uh, I have a more specific question for Kathy as well, because uh, Kathy, you mentioned that you feel that you're a techie, you know, so I feel this internal dilemma between uh, audio technology, basically, for example, reading books, we are talking about reading books, there are audio books available, right? So um, comparing that with Braille, how so uh, a lot of you have experience with both, right? I have experience with only one. So if anybody yeah. could share some insights on, do you feel I should still learn Braille? I'm sure it has benefits. I mean, I have no doubt in that. But, um, you know, as time progresses, do, do you think I should? Or Yes, absolutely. No, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely. So, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's having tools in a toolbox. You want to have as many tools in the toolbox as you can, as you can have. And yeah, so it's not sense. an either or. I mean, I'm listening to audiobooks all day long while mm -hmm. I'm doing other things too. Uh, but I also have Braille, so I love them both. And and I I but I'm so happy that I learned Braille, and I really think you should too. Um, okay. There's you know, Florida has an excellent Division of Blind Services, and you have a I don't know if you've been in touch with them yet. Um, no. I used to live I lived in Florida for for quite a while. Oh. And uh, so there's Voc Rehab in Florida and there's the, the state library and there's, you know, uh, the Vision of Blind Services for learning Braille and getting the technology that you need to read it. I, I don't know okay. if Florida has the e-readers yet or not, but yes, I, I definitely think you should learn Braille. Okay. Uh, it, it's wonderful. You know, it really is. And it, it will give you the opportunity to, you know, it's like, I've heard people say, well, you don't need to learn Braille because there's, there's, uh, you know, computers and, and iPhones and all that. So you don't ha need to learn it. But mm -hmm. ask those people, what would you do if you wanted to write down a, uh, a grocery list? Or if somebody gives you a quick phone number and you want to write it down or, uh, or if you want to take notes somewhere, you know, Braille gives you that option. So it's just another tool in your toolbox. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Now, let me add a couple of things here. Please. Uh, number one, uh, yes, you you can use your audio. Audio mm -hmm. book is a good learning tool. Mm -hmm. And as Tony says, it's one of the tools in your toolbox. Mm -hmm. But by listening to the audio, you can become educated. You can probably become a scholar, but you are not literate. By learning Braille, you become a literate, which means yes. you know then how to spell a word 
which mm. by listening you do not know. So learning yes. braille is a primary necessity for anybody who wants to be called literate. So braille feels educated. like a two-way communication and technology yes. is more like one-way communication. Probably, yeah, that is right. Okay. And another thing that I would like to add is mm -hmm. that you can go to the website of East Bay Center for the blind.org. Okay. And there is an online that. application. You can fill that out and you will get the course materials that you can use at home and learn Braille at home. Oh. We have learn at learn at home Braille programs. And oh, that wow. I have initiated at the East Bay Center for the Blind. And if oh, you wow. have any question about it, you oh. can send me an email. My email address is just simple. Shah. Okay. Which is spelled like a person in India, S H A H. Okay, at East Bay Center for the Blind. Dot O R G. Sorry. Center is T R E or T E R. Oh, of course T E R. You are in the United States, so it is always T E R. Never ever, never ever T R E. Okay. East Bay Center for the Blind, right? Yes, East Bay Center. For the blind.org. So, so send me an email and also fill out the online application form. You will hear from me. Well, you know, I'll send you a welcome email and uh -huh. then we'll mail the course materials that will contain a flash drive or thumb wow. drive, you can call it, okay. and eight braille workbooks. Okay. So the thumb drive contains audio instructions. You can okay. listen to that and follow and uh, on the workbooks that we guide you how to follow and mm -hmm. then you will be able to learn braille at home and of course you will be submitting assignment okay yet another thing is that every friday mm -hmm. we have a special webinar dedicated only for the people who are learning braille okay and you may want to attend that in okay. order to get our weekly announcement for I love Braille and I learn Braille, you may want to send me an email, shah at eastbestcenterfortheblind.org. I will add you to the email list and then you okay. will regularly get the weekly announcement. Awesome. So uh, if you would send it today, I'll send you the I learn Braille announcement for tomorrow. Okay. We meet half an hour earlier than regular uh, I love Braille hours. Mm -hmm. It is 8.30 a.m. on Friday, mm -hmm. Pacific time. You are in Florida. Yeah, so it's 11.30. It's 11.30 Okay. Do you get talking books? Do you have the audio books from, from talking books? No, I'm, I'm currently using Storytel. Um, it, it's an audiobook platform, like Audible. Ah, well, you want to you contact, oh, my gosh. You want to contact first. You want to contact. Where, where, where do you live, by the way, in Florida? Uh, Tampa. Okay, perfect. Tampa. Okay. Uh, you, yeah. you, yeah. yeah. You want to, you want to contact Vision Blind Services, and you want to sign up for the Talking Book Program because they will send yeah. you a, they will send you a book player that's free, mm -hmm. and then you can get books for free, and you can also, if you have a smartphone, you mm -hmm. can also get an app where you can download the books directly onto your phone, and it's a oh. free service from the National Library Service. Yeah. Well, can can you, also uh, send you repeat the name? 
Yes. So you want to contact. You want to, yeah, well, the Division of Blind Services in Division Florida. of Blind Services. Okay, got it. Yes. And yeah. then you also yeah. want to contact the Florida Library for the uh, Blind and, and, and Physically Disabled. Got um, it. And they, they have regional libraries all around the state, but they will send you the machine and uh, they can also set you up so that you can read the books on your phone. And that's a free service. It's really wonderful. Awesome. You, you, you get the books get tremendous, tremendous help from Division of yes. Blind Services. Okay. Once, yes, uh, if, they, it, you know, once they appoint it, a counselor for you, counselor uh -huh. will tell you everything. Wow. And do yes. I have to be an American citizen to avail this? No, I don't think so. No? No, this okay. no, is find available for no. If you're a okay. Florida resident, I think yes. all you need is to be a Florida resident. If yes. you live okay. in the United States, you can use this. Sir. Okay, yes. thank you. Okay. And uh, the other okay. thing you might want to do is you might want to reach out to, there's two organizations. There's the National Federation of the Blind, mm -hmm. and there's the Amer American Council of the Blind. And both of those organizations are membership organizations <laughs> of blind people. Mm -hmm. And they could really help you out a lot on learning all of, uh, you know, the things you need to learn. It's also a great support for, you know. So I am learning. in touch with uh, both of these organizations that you mentioned. Okay. But okay. Uh, I'll be oh, honest, okay. um, I don't mm -hmm. know how to kind of, uh, you know, take any benefits from it. You know, I follow them. I keep a tab of what's happening. But yeah, well, I know I in Tampa they have a... In in Tampa, they have a uh, they get together in person, and oh, you know they'll they'll oh. they'll have a meal together at a restaurant, and you know it's a great way to network with people in person. Absolutely, I would love that. Yeah, and Tampa's got a yeah. very yeah. A, a big organization there. Uh, wow. So there, okay. you know, there's that, know and that. of course, yeah. But the 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 Talking Book Library will also give you the machine that you're going to need to play that flash drive. Okay. That, uh, okay. Okay. Um, so, just to let everyone know that it's how, how many, uh, just under 10 minutes to the hour and five hands. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Five All right. Well, I took a lot of your time. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, we, we gave Sakshi so much time, but anyway, yes. it will be good. Thank okay. you. Okay. Who's Thank next? you. I'll reach out. Okay. Um, next up is Juan Medina. Um, okay, Juan. Ethel Miranda was there, but she left. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, Juan. Go ahead. Hello, um, this is Juan. Um, I've talked Hello. before. Um, hi. Um, I've been blind all my life. And just to make it quick, I also am um, an advocate for people with that are blind. Um, I stay here in Houston, Texas. For those that don't know, I'm originally from Chicago. So I'll just make this very quick. Um, so going, I was born in 86. So I went to school in the 90s. And I was very fortunate to be in a classroom Um that were for blind and low vision um, individuals. And I was able to learn Braille. I started school at the age of three. <clears throat> and, but I was really lucky and fortunate. And I was also fortunate to be in um, mainstream classes. And what that means for those that don't know is people, uh, that's when you go into a classroom with um, non-disabled kids and you um, have your Braille books and your Brailler or, at that time, braille lights and yeah. braille speaks and all that. So, um, so I was. So what is your question? Yeah. Oh, and my and then so my question. No, I was gonna make a comment. I didn't actually have a question. Comment, my comment. Yeah, yeah. So do. for my 
yeah, so for my comment was for brailing labels, I've done that before, but um, it depends on how you want to do it. If you're better memorizing abbreviations, you can do that, or you can also just um, braille the full word. I've done both, but I feel like with me, I feel it's easier to just braille the whole thing, but that's just me. So that's just what I wanted to say. Great. Oh, great. I'm glad okay. you had that opportunity. Yeah, we I was mainstream too, but you know, I was neglected as far as the the Braille yeah. that I needed. The big objective was yeah. to, to mainstream, but you yeah. know I I was kind of drowning in the stream there. <laughs> yeah. Well thank you. <laughs> but good good thank I'm you, glad Ron. you had that opportunity. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's great. Thank you. Um next up is Estelle followed by Davia. Oh, Estelle Colorado. Yes, hello, Estelle. Hi, thank you very much. This has been a wonderful program, and thank you, Jody, very much for all your explanations of what you had been through. I just had a comment for some of the new users and the, the new mm -hmm. people who are just learning Braille. The Once you learn grade one, grade two is going to be just much easier. Once you know the uncontracted, then you will be ready to run on the contractions. It's just like when you first open your first book of Braille that you have never read before, the first page is going to be the hardest page. Once you learn that and get familiar with the feel of the dots and how they're located and what they mean, then the next page is a little easier. And every time you go on, it's easier. So learning all those contractions is not that much difficult. It isn't very difficult. It's just using what you've already learned to learn new words and new ways to write. And I, I think you'll do just fine. So even though you're, you haven't gotten the lessons for the grade two yet, once you get it, you'll, you'll go flying through the book. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And this is coming from horse's mouth. Sorry, that's the English saying. It is, <laughs> it's coming from the first-hand experience. Estelle was telling what she experienced. All yes. right, next one. Next one and uh, last and for now is um, Davia. Divya Bidu. Hello, okay. everyone. Hello. Yeah, many people know you, that Divya. was... <laughs> Hi, Jody. That was a wonderful presentation. Hi, thank and you. Hi, and thank you so much for giving us such great insights into um, the education system back then. And uh, I just had a comment too, um, like especially for Sakshi, because uh, most of us feel that we don't need to learn Braille because technology is now progressing. Um, but I use a lot of Braille even on my iPhone to type um, and it's called braille screen input which makes typing so much easier than typing it on a QWERTY keyboard uh, the on-screen keyboard of the phone so I think with touch screens braille also helps you there it helps you type and it helps me type really fast with the braille screen input so my knowledge of braille helps me a lot and contracted braille makes typing even more faster so, yeah, I would really encourage um, everyone who's learning Braille or who's planning to learn to not just learn grade one, but go on to grade two. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank I you. Thank that. you. And, that, and, you know, that's a very good point. I have always been a very 
loyal Apple customer because they have been accessible out of the box since day one. You know, a lot of other technologies yes. were out of reach for us because, you know, they didn't have the, the interface that we needed. And Apple has always had uh, accessibility features built right in. So when you get your when you get an iPhone, you can actually turn on a Braille keyboard and type a Braille keyboard if you want, which is really awesome. Right. <laughs> Yeah, thank terrific. you. And uh, we have had a presentation by Divya about you know how to use a Braille screen on a smartphone. So maybe we can have it again someday because now many people are new. Yeah, that was a great presentation. Sure. All right, thank you, Divya. And thank you. Uh, any more hand? Um, not at this moment. Okay. Anyway, I have three minutes. Oh, Linda, just a hand. Linda, yes. Hi. I would like to stick my oar in about learning Braille and in particular learning the contractions in Braille because I know Valine just devoured those contractions. And if you have a mind to do that, you can actually buy a book of just the Braille contractions. And I've seen it. I just recently saw it on Amazon. But, of course, other you know, the oh, other wow. regions, you can get it. Yeah, it's just the contractions. But the thing is, if you're going to eat an elephant, eat it one bite at a time. If you get those books and try and just zoom your way through, it's not going to be organized in the same way that Valine's Braille 102 is organized. That these The lessons in 102, there are 13 of them with a, with a killer exam at the end. Um, and it's <laughs> not. That's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's yeah. just an exhaustive it, exam at the end. Um, actually, there are 14 lessons, but that's okay. It, it's, it's, it's presented in a way that makes learning these symbols so much easier. So self-study is absolutely wonderful. If you're champing at the bit, go ahead and learn whatever you can ahead of time. But if you want to just be a little bit more patient, we'll have the course done. And then, you know, you can, you can eat the elephant in smaller meals, you know, because it really is hard to just, get it all at once because then you'll start getting confused so one step at a time i like jody's uh, analysis of don't try and you know get to the top stair all at one in one leap yeah take one little step at a time yeah that's and you know as i was process and it also you know i i kept a little notebook and i and i brailled out the each lesson you know the just sorry to interrupt i just want to uh let valine know that it's less than a minute to the top and he needs to say goodbye to the stream. Okay. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda. And thank you, everybody, for joining. I uh, appreciate it. I uh, will see you all a week from today, next Thursday. Until then, enjoy your week and weekend. And bye now. This is Vilin Shah. Bye. -bye. Thank you, everybody. Thank uh, you, thank you Jody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. I'm closing the thank room. Thank you, Ibrahim. Bye bye, everyone.